So let's do a podcast. I'll say things <laughs> and then you say things. Right. Sounds good. Okay, let's chat UFC 225 with Brianna Holden uh, on today's edition of The Splash. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. UFC 225 in Chicago is happening this Sunday morning, Aussie time, or actually Sunday afternoon, Aussie time. Rob Whitaker, of course, up against Yoel Romero for the middleweight title, uh, and to talk all about that, and the huge card... Uh, which is also happening uh, in Chicago. Let's chat to Brianna Holden. Hello. Hey, Phil. How are we going? Going very well, thank you. <laughs> Pretty pumped. You just did a um, a little preview for Fox Sports News 500 and, of course, the Fox Sports website as well, previewing mm-hmm. all the UFC action um, in what appears to be a very jam-packed main card. Yeah, it's it's easily the most stacked card of... 2018 so far, and it's always nice to have an Aussie headlining an event like that. So. Well, certainly a, a very Aussie flavour to the pretty much the whole um, uh, card as well. Yeah, the main card features three Aussies in uh, five fights, so mm. you certainly can't complain uh, about that. And it, even today, actually, I think um, there was another fight that was scheduled for the main that got dropped down to the prelim. So it went from sort of being 50-50 to definitely an Aussie overload there. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's kind of do it in reverse, I reckon, mm-hmm. because uh, there's pretty much something to uh, to be excited about every fight. And the first on the undercard is a, uh, an American v. American. Uh, two guys going for their first UFC win. They both just had the one loss. They'll be fighting at welterweight division. And it features someone... Affectionately known as CM Punk. Yes, the uh, the former WWE champion. He's divided a lot, a lot of opinions in um, MMA, but he hasn't fought for two years. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes and how he's improved because his his last fight um, back in 2016 at UFC 203 uh, was against Mickey Gall. And uh, Mm. if you see the vision, if you get a chance to to watch the preview on the website, you'll see the vision. He is almost purple. Uh, (laughs) He got punished. Yeah, no, um, he got absolutely destroyed. And it was odd because he finished the fight and he seemed happy with his performance. And yeah, it's a little bit confusing, but uh, just happy to be there, I think. Can, but, you, can you explain the uh, sort of the, the dividing opinions on CM Punk? Uh, yeah, a lot of people think that he doesn't deserve to be there. Joe Rogan has been pretty vocal about that, even in the lead up to this fight, saying that he doesn't deserve to be at an amateur MMA event, let alone at um, on this particular card in particular, yeah, but on a main yeah. card in general, um, that it's an absolute uh, cop-out from the UFC, which is interesting because obviously Joe Rogan is one of the most prominent voices in the UFC. But he, yeah, he's been very vocal in saying that it's it's um, it's unfair to other fighters within the welterweight division. And even the fact that it, the fight that I said dropped from the main to the prelims today or yesterday or whatever um, is <laughs> two massive heavyweights. Curtis Blades, who's a local Chicago fighter, yeah. and Alistair Overeem, who's fought for the title and you've got those two dropping down to the prelims and CM Punk is is chilling chilling on the main card. It doesn't make any sense. Interestingly though, him and Jackson have both lost to the same fighter um, heading into this one. They've only fought once and it was both against the same guy. They both lost. Um, and uh, to be honest, it's not even a great matchup 
um, in terms of skill and ability. Neither of them are overly exciting, but it's the drama of having a WWE fighter in there. Everyone can uh, complain about it as much as they want, but... I know which fight I'm looking forward to seeing. Exactly, exactly. And if <laughs> and if he gets absolutely punished, I can guarantee that everyone will be watching that video. So it's 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 always nice watching a um a WWE fighter have that almost staged look of shock on their face. You see Brock Lesnar do the same thing. It's 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 comical because I, d- I don't think that they realize that it's real almost. Yeah, you know, well, it's he's, it's he's, interesting. He's spoken about a lot of pre-fight anxiety so I think maybe he's starting to get the picture that this is the real deal and uh, not just wrestling yes (laughs) (laughs) so after that uh, one of our big uh, Aussie uh, hopes in the uh, heavyweight division Tay Tuavasa affectionately known as Bam Bam takes on uh, a Belarus fighter by the name of Andrei Arlovsky um, who looks a very experienced fighter um, and they're trying to, you know, both climb their way up the the ranks, uh, ranked ninth, and then two of us are twelfth, respectively. Yeah, it's it's a massive matchup for Ty. He's only fought twice in the UFC. Both of them were KO finishes, um, and prior to that, he'd only won via KO in the first round. So he comes, he came into the UFC with a lot of hype behind him. A lot yeah. of people were curious as to whether or not he could match it with the big boys because there is such a big difference between your local Australian fighting circles yeah. and yeah. the UFC. Um, he he's proven himself so far. Um, Against Out of Sir- Western Sydney, Mount, uh, Mount Druitt. Uh, yeah, local. he is. He's a Western Sydney boy. Um, but this is an interesting fight because, as you said, Andre Olovsky is a massive name. He's a for- former title contender. Um, and he's now, I guess, dropped off the pace a little bit. And you have um, a f- uh, almost a division of fighters within each division that tend to be a, a proving point for young and upcoming fighters. If you can beat this guy, then you deserve to play with the... With the... Like a checkpoint. Exactly. And, th- and yeah. that's what, exactly what this is for Ty. If he can well, pull he's off... Had, he's had 27 wins and 15 losses. So he's been in the octagon a few times. Yes, yes, he has. And he's, he is a fiery fighter. You, like, you, Ty wouldn't. I don't imagine he would, but he shouldn't um, take it lightly just because uh, he's a lot younger and, and whatnot. But at the same time, I think a lot of people see Ty. Um, and as you know, he's, he's known as Bam Bam. They hear that. They see Ty. They see him running around like an idiot after he gets a win. And they don't take him seriously. But he's never won by anything other than KO. And the KOs he has won by are vicious. Yeah. Um, and so he, he has a lot of potential. And, and if he can beat Alovsky this weekend, I would say that although he's not ready for a, a title shot or anything, let's not get carried away. Yeah, but yeah. he's certainly going to be taken a lot more seriously as a legitimate future title contender in the division. Yeah, very interesting. Looking to uh, chalk up a 10th uh, win at the professional level. Uh, and then after that, Holly Holm, a name we're all familiar with, goes up against another Aussie in Megan Anderson. Uh, and it's probably it's been a, a rough trot a little bit for Holly Holm since she came down to Melbourne and, and took out uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's just gotten just the, the one win since then, I believe, um, against Betch Cahaya. Do you know what? It's interesting, though, because she her last fight was against... Um, so that was in um, Melbourne against Holly uh, against Ronda Rousey. That was at bantamweight. Um, since then, she's moved up to... She's lost the belt, and then she's moved up to featherweight. Yeah. Um, and back and down, actually, to be honest. She's moved quite a bit, and she's still the number one contender in the bantamweight division whilst also being the number one contender in the featherweight division. Yeah, right. um, but she has gained more respect since... you know. She she beat Rousey. Everyone thought she was the hot 
you know, the hot new prospect. She loses the belt. Everyone's a bit confused. But since then, she's she fought uh, for the featherweight title, didn't necessarily deserve to lose it uh, to Jermaine Durandamay, uh, and then went on to fight Cyborg in her most recent fight. And, and anyone who's seen Cyborg fight knows that she's an absolute beast. She hasn't lost uh, in ever, I believe. Maybe she only lost one fight. Um, definitely not professionally. And she hasn't gone to the judges since the very, very beginning of her career. And Holly Holm took her to the judges with a face that didn't look like it should have should have still been functioning. And she she fought with so much heart that entire fight um, that she won a lot of people over. She might have lost, but she gained so much respect that mm. it's it's interesting. Her, her uh, record certainly doesn't reflect the respect that everyone has for her. And so, she's she's a multi-time boxing champion. She has a lot to yeah, offer. Yeah, and so Megan Anderson, uh, eight wins, two losses across her career so far. Is is she a, a genuine chance of uh, of of winning and and possibly earning a title shot? It's it's hard to, it's it's hard to judge. She's definitely got. A difficult task coming in against Holly Holm, um, but she was slated originally to take on Cyborg for the featherweight um, title back last year. So, you know, from one perspective, it's a difficult opportunity, but it's, it's better than that. Um, but it's difficult to judge because the the level of opponent that she was facing um, in Invicta is quite different to the level of opponent she's facing here. You see a lot of Invicta champs come in and, and sort of struggle to find their feet. Um, and on top of that... She's up against someone like Holly Holm, who, as we've just said, has proven that she can go five rounds with Cyborg. So it's I, I think a lot of people are waiting to see what they can realistically expect from Megan Anderson. Obviously, she's an Aussie. We we'll hope she does well. She's quite a tall featherweight. Mm. Um, and so whether or not that is an advantage for her, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, an exciting, it's an exciting time to have a female Australian contender that high up in the rankings and with that much respect around her, the UFC seemed to respect her. They gave her a second shot at coming back in. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. So the main card, the main card, so we've been talking about the main card and that kicks off at midday on Sunday, uh, Eastern uh, Standard Time. Um, and the fourth fight, we'll see Brazilian Rafael Dos Anjos up against uh, American um Wanker, <laughs> Colby yeah. Covington. Uh, no one likes him, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? I was just talking to Richie Vass though, and Richie was Richie was defending him. He was saying okay. he doesn't think that he deserves. He's a Trump supporter as, for those out there. Yeah. That um... he's a, he's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> he yeah, he's certainly divided a lot of people. Um, he went down to Brazil. Uh, and in front of the Brazilian crowd, and, and granted, they weren't necessarily that welcoming towards him, but they're very passionate about their fighters in Brazil. Um, and he went down there, grabbed the mic after the fight, and called them, you know, scum, animals, lower than rats. Yeah. Um, and that went into awful. a rant that caught a lot of attention worldwide for, you know, flagging racist things. And whether or mm. not you think that is, is, is your, it's your opinion, I guess. But at the end of the day, a lot of Brazilian people took it that way. So, um, yeah. and then he came to Australia to promote, um, to help promote UFC 221 um, back in November. Oh no, it was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, anyhow, back in November, he came down when Fight Night City was on and got into an argument and another seemingly racist rant with Brazilian fighter Fabrizio Vadum in a hotel room and Vadum famously threw a uh, boomerang at him, um, which was quite interesting. He came in to record on Fight Week just uh, like an hour after that happened. So that was, it was all, all a bit interesting. Wow. Um, did you meet Colby? I did. He was lovely. 
Wow. Okay. He was, and I, I went in there thinking, you know, um, I like Brazilian people um, <laughs> and I don't like rats. So, um, but he was quite, he was, he was nice enough to me, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, he, he sort of has used his social media account and whatnot to say some things that have put a lot of people offside and, and have flagged sexist things, um, like calling out other fighters' girlfriends um, and calling them, you know, all sorts of names um, that have nothing wow. to do with him. So, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a reason why he's a divisive fighter. And a lot of people, despite the fact that he, he's proven himself in the octagon, a lot of people think that this is almost like the Conor McGregor effect. It's rewarding outlandish behavior. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. don't think that he deserves to fight the title. Is it a coincidence that he's fighting another Brazilian fighter? Nah. I would say not. <laughs> well, it's the, the number one up against the number four ranked in the welterweight Division for the interim title. Yeah, exactly. And 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 uh, Dos Anjos, as you said um, earlier, is his opponent, and he uh, he's he's a proven fighter. He's a lightweight title champion. He beat um, quite a few big names in that division back in the day. Um, he eventually lost to Eddie Alvarez, lost the title to Eddie Alvarez, um, and has since moved to welterweight, which is common as fighters get older, they find it hard to, to weight cut. Um, uh, but and then since then he's proven himself again in the welterweight division. It was quite impressive against Robbie Lawler. So you know he's a legitimate chance to take out the interim title. I think that the backstory to this adds more fuel to it, and I hope that he can maybe calm his feelings because I would say that there would be a lot of um, passion behind Ness, you know beating Colby Covington both physically and literally, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's he's a fantastic fighter and, and I think a lot of people want him to win, um, not just because of that, but because of the backstory to, to Colby Covington. And, you know, even just the other day, he was quoting Donald Trump and about grabbing people in the, you know what, and uh, that's how he's going to screw everyone over. And it's just, yeah, it's not necessarily necessary, especially for, uh, that was an interesting sentence, especially uh, for anyone who's not an MMA fan, and that's what they see. It's mm. it's frustrating as an MMA fan to see him grabbing the headlines over more legitimate fighters and more legitimate um, title shots. Welcome to sports. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> media and stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and then Rob Whitaker yes. takes on Yoel Romero of Cuba for the middleweight title. Uh, Rob has the 20 wins, uh, four losses, and he has already taken out Romero once before. Yes, yeah, it's um, it's he might have taken him out before, but it's still not an easy matchup for Rob. But uh, he went into that last title fight. Um, for those of you who don't know, that was back uh, in July last year at UFC 213. He went in carrying an injury, which yeah. he didn't tell anyone about, uh, and Romero flagged it in the first round. Um, and to jarred his leg and it flared it up. He went in, he went into his corner at the end of the second round and said that his legs effed. Um, and he still went on to then win the third, fourth and fifth rounds. So Whitaker, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of, um, determination. He's got that sort of dogged Aussie personality. Um, but Romero is an incredibly tough opponent. He's 41 and he looks like a turbo turtle. Um, and he, Absolutely destroyed Luke Rockhold at UFC um, in Perth 221 in Perth. Yeah, and you know he was not at weight though. Yeah, he was overweight, um, and you know it's controversial. A lot of people saying that that Rockhold shouldn't have taken the fight, but he didn't get the belt. I guess that that was the payoff, and now he gets another shot at it. His third third consecutive uh, title shot in the UFC, which might be a record. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it is. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah, it's a tough one for Rob, but I think that he said, I spoke to him, not last week, the week before, and he said that this is the best he's honestly ever felt. Uh, he's got no injuries. He's no, no, he's been cleared of his staph infection um, as well, and that his camp has been uninterrupted for the first time in a long time because he has had that infection before. So uh, he was he was saying that he felt the best he ever has and that it doesn't really matter what Romero pulls out at him if he goes the, the route that he did in Perth and, and be a little bit more aggressive in the stand-up or if he decides to wrestle. Either way, Whitaker is ready for it. And if he does decide to stand up, his endurance, endurance will uh, will see Romero tire and fighters or any sports yeah. person, they go back to what they know. Yeah, so, well, I mean, my con- uh, it's not a concern. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. But <laughs> Rob, it's it's been a long time since he fought 11 months, basically. Um, He's had health complications, which meant he had to pull out from the the Perth card uh, back in about March. Um, And I know he's said to you a couple of weeks ago that he goes into this fight healthy. Maybe his build-up, he's had to be more careful than normal to make sure that he actually just makes it into this fight uh, without any other complications, which would potentially complicate... Um, his reputation in terms of just being able to get in there healthy. So is he uh, sort of at full fitness capacity or that kind of thing? Or is he potentially telling us a, a fib that he's in fact healthy? I, I hope he's at full fitness. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Not because, the, you know, but because we all want him to win. We want to, we want to see him bring the belt back. And Romero is a hard, hard task for anyone at full fitness, let alone when they're not. But uh, I would... I would say that his you know what team I'm is saying right, like a hundred percent. Yeah, he's under pre- he he was under a lot of pressure just to to make it uh, to this weekend. Yeah, fit enough to go in there um, and healthy enough to go in there. And if the, if there was another setback, then that would have really put a dent in things. Yeah, hundred percent. But I guess uh, by the same token, um, <laughs> to to combat your devil's advocate there, um, <laughs> by the same token, he he took Romero on injured last time, so yeah. you know who's yeah. to say he couldn't do it again. Exactly. But um, yeah, no, I I I think that I. I think that he is fully healthy, and I think that his camp, especially, it felt genuine. It felt genuine. It when did. It didn't you. feel yeah. like he was yeah. lying to me, Phil. <laughs> um, but I think that his camp is also the sort of camp that would make sure that, he, like. Uh, to your point that maybe he uh, might be a little bit more timid and whatnot. I don't think that they would have signed on for June if they knew he wasn't going to be ready for June. They would have said to the UFC, look, guys, we probably need August and, and given him that slight longer preparation um, because, as you said, it's it's important that he gets into the fight and it's important that he wins um, because the UFC aren't mucking around. You know, they haven't had a, a, a proper middleweight champion as such. Um since Bisping beat Rockhold. Um, so it, it's been a while since they've had the, the middleweight division sort of sorted. Mm. And um, I think that, you know, once Whitaker beats Romero, fingers crossed, um, that it will put to rest a lot of that. And given that there's so many other divisions at the moment that are up in the air and there's fighters fighting super fights and not fighting super fights, it, it's, it's a little bit all over the place, especially in the men's, that they need this division to be sorted. And I think that they would have been flexible with that. Um, but, you know... That's just my opinion. Obviously, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not Dana White's best mate. Um, <laughs> so I can't confirm that. But I would say that they would have pushed back and that he's prep. If nothing else, I can't say if he's injured or not. But if nothing else, they would have given him enough time to get ready. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, fingers crossed he uh, he's at full health before and after 
uh, UFC 225. Yes. As I mentioned, the the main card. So there are preliminary fights, and they kick off at 8.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. The main card kicks off at 12, and we think that Rob's fight might happen at around 3 p.m., uh, I believe. Yeah, so the... Um the main card kicks off at midday. There's five fights on there. You allow sort of 20 to 25 minutes per fight with broadcast time in between and yep, Bruce yep. Buffett doing his thing. Um, so, you know, that's probably the sort of the two-hour mark. Um, and if they if they want to, they can sort of flesh it out a little bit longer. The fight, the co-main is a 25-minute fight. If it goes to all five rounds, I don't think it will. Um, that's just my hot tip. Don't don't be backing that on Sportsbet or Tab or anything like that, guys. Um, but, you know, should that go for that sort of length, he should be getting into the octagon at about 2.33 o'clock. Okay. Um, 3 o'clock at the latest, but... So well after Jeff Horn's yes. fight with yeah. Terence Crawford. The, uh, that's the, the old int- main event stuff up there. That's the interesting one because that, the, uh, that un- the Horn undercard starts at 8.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's sort of, Horn's expected maybe to enter the ring at about 12, 12.30. So, yeah. Um, but obviously a boxing boxing uh, fight goes a lot longer than a of UFC course, fight. Yeah. So. How, do, how, do, how is main event working this one out? Have they got two channels? Or? Yeah, so um, main event will be putting the UFC on uh, Fox Sports 521. Um, so we Fox Sports has the coverage of the live prelims, which kicks off uh, at 10 a.m. on Channel 501. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of that, you move on to Channel 521. Um, with your main event purchase, obviously you have to purchase it. Uh, and then the Fox Sports coverage, uh, sorry, not the Fox Sports, the Jeff Horn fight uh, kicks off on Channel 506, again, via main event. So it's a little bit confusing yeah, okay. with that, obviously being a regular Fox Sports Channel 501, yeah. uh, 506. Yeah. But um, that's the way they've worked it. So there's two different channels and you can sort of flick between the two. I believe you can purchase both actually. So you can purchase both and flick between the two. I know that I'll be watch I'll be here so I'll be watching both mm. um probably keeping a slightly closer eye on my uh, my Aussies fighting in the UFC but um yeah Jeff Horn is certainly taken a lot of people by surprise so yeah exactly yeah well no it's a big Sunday <laughs> it's a very big Sunday it's a big and Sunday. we've got normal NRL fixtures back and of course That's the true. AFL running running full about stream that. so it's uh <laughs> thank god the world cup has not started that's oh, all man. i can say that's just around the corner too yeah that is way. it's um when's day 1 of the world cup thursday night not thursday that i'm not that i'm checking week. yeah right well we <laughs> australia kicks off at uh, 8 p.m. on saturday Jeez, I yeah, know. big That's, game. It's a good time slot. The soccer is. Let's let's talk about <laughs> football next week. <laughs> good thinking. Um, all right. Well, that just about wraps us up. What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Make sure you uh, get behind the Aussies though and catch that catch that card. And check out uh, Brianna Holden's uh, preview videos on the Fox Sports uh, website with Richie Vass. Of course, uh, they'll be splashed all over the homepage. I'm guessing. Yeah, and all of the highlights. If you can't get main event pay-per-view, we will have of everything course, you need um, that on the website. That in itself is a sport, is uh, the digital video team trying to turn around those highlights videos as quickly as possible. <laughs> it is, it's something yeah. that needs to be seen. <laughs> Trial by fire on that one exactly. as well. Exactly, big time. That'll do us on today's edition of The Splash. Thanks again, Bree. Thank you very much, Phil. What a pleasure to have you on Talking UFC 225 this Sunday morning, Rob Whittaker, Yoel Romero. That's a wrap.